You're listening to the Sports Bar Podcast. Welcome one, welcome all. This is Felix with Letter R Productions here for the Sports by Bar Podcast brought to you in part by TheMexcellence.com. Your number yeah. one source for Fallout Star Wars contra- uh, compilation t-shirts and other t-shirts including one that features Ray and BB-8. Yeah. yeah, and then Finn, we got uh, all types of stuff, man. Yeah. Hey, guys, there. hey guys, could you try turning on and off your cameras again? Like turn them off and turn them back on because uh, I'm not getting y'all. But uh, yeah, guys, we got sports to talk about. Yeah, man, it's been it's a interesting couple interesting days in sports. Yeah, but we're gonna start with uh, we're gonna start in a uh, Will's favorite division, which is baseball, and yeah. uh, and Pete Rose is oh, uh, man. poor Pete. Yeah, Pete Rose is uh, getting inducted into the Team Hall of Fame for the Cincinnati Reds. What are your feelings about this, man? <coughs> I'm I'm happy for the guy um, because he's never gonna get into the big one so at least he gets to have this and um that's that's a big thing you know he um he had a great he had a good career baseball career he made the man made some mistakes and um pretty bad ones now you know now do you feel like as do you feel that he deserves the ban um yeah it again i mean yeah he 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 gambled he he broke like a code of conduct that's with any sport you know um kind of don't don't bet on the the sport you're playing in because it's just i don't know as a i wouldn't bet on my team you know it's bad juju all types of bad stuff and um i honestly do i mean he could have he had everything going mm-hmm. he, you know there's no need for it that's what that's what was kind of crazy that he didn't have to do it he was doing good yeah yeah so uh yeah that's a uh, i don't uh it's like baseball. It's interesting for me that he's out for betting on baseball because he's one of those people where I feel like I feel like yeah he betted he bet on the games, but he wasn't like tank. He wasn't trying to tank them because yeah, I mean obviously I you don't get the hit record like and not just the hit record. Isn't it damn near untouchable? Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty out there. It is like, um, like I said he he earned he earned being in the Reds Hall of Fame. And if it wasn't for the betting thing, he'd be in the the actual one, the the Major League Hall of Fame. It's just you know that thing that it's a code of conduct, I guess, an unspoken code. There's a lot of unspoken rules in baseball and most sports. Yeah. And like I said, you get the hitting record. He's not like he was a chump. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, it's not like he was like trying to tank the team at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, not at all. Because Which... I I feel like I want to say that like I absolutely believe when he said you know. I never bet on my team to lose because it just yeah. he doesn't come off as the guy that would want that at all. Yeah, no, you don't you don't become uh you don't have that record and then not try to not try to get on base, mm-hmm. you know. You're not not trying to do your job. You know, maybe it's overconfidence that he wants to be like, "Oh yeah, it's going to be It's like I'm going to make uh, money I'm gonna bet on, on this to win. Money. It's like, "Yeah, I'm going to make money on top of making money." Yeah, exactly. Like it's um I'm yeah, it sucks, man. Uh, I'm happy that he's getting it with the Reds at least, mm-hmm. because um, 
He's too good of a player not to have in some type of Hall of Fame. Exactly. Do you think he, he'll get his number to retire with the Reds, too? Probably. Probably. I hope so. Okay. Um, I hope, uh, I mean, as much as it means nothing now, but I hope that um, he he eventually does end up in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, I think it's going to be like a Ken Stabler type of thing. After he's dead and gone and yeah. things like that. You think is after he's dead and gone, he'll get elected like within the five years afterwards? Or do you yeah, think, or I do think if enough people who remember who know why he's banned, yeah, or were alive while he because of the, or who were alive during that time are gone, mm-hmm. that they'll be, they'll put him in. Yeah, that was the question I'm about to ask him. Like, do you think after he's dead or after the people who vote him in die? I think, and I also think uh, like you, like how you said, when more voters uh, die, I think that's also when more more steroids people get get put in. Also, people who are allegedly on steroids. <laughs> too because uh the uh, one of the big things I always hear is that um they always crucify the players for taking steroids but they don't take away none of the championships none of the records and none of the money that uh mlb made off it or that the team made off when these guys were the destroying their bodies on um posting all these home runs which is weird considering like in college they uh didn't usc lose championships yeah due to uh, yeah they took away a national championship yeah took away a national championship and an undefeated season they'll take wins like completely from your school and just like act like that didn't never happen yep so it's like this like actual punishment for it and because they'll say like such and such this player was ineligible one uh because it was receiving cash benefits even though college players are very broke but that's that's another story though yeah, it's like, it's like it's the NCAA, the NCAA is like, hey, the only people that can make money off these students is us. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, I always, I always hate that argument because it's like students aren't, you, you're getting a full ride. You shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't get paid. I'm like, but I have the number one selling jersey at this school. Like, like my, I look at my jersey in there and it's, oh, it's $45 for my jersey. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like and if I get injured on the, and if I get injured on the field and can no longer play again, you take away my scholarship. Exactly. Pretty much. Like, and don't like, well, have to fix you. Yeah. Like, thanks that's, for the good memories. That's thanks the big thing. Yeah. yeah. That they don't have to, like, get you better. Mm-hmm. That's what's fucked up. Yeah. Um, for, like, again, for, like, Pete Rose, he'll probably eventually end up in the Hall of Fame. Just not as long as, like, people who were alive during, like, his whole scandal are still alive. Do you think that um, he's being more penalized because he uh, was betting while he was the coach instead of, like, a player? If he got caught while a player, then he just should have suspended. Well, well there, uh, it was last season that evidence actually came out uh, on him betting well, as a player. Before then, he yeah. claimed to have never bet as a player and yeah. had only yeah. bet as a I think manager. it's it's mostly because it's a little bit of both mm-hmm. and the fact that he lied. Yeah. I mean, well, like, um, that, that's why I did hear that uh, same evidence, Felix. But I was just, I was just warning you for like, because they recently found out that he was like betting while a player. But do you think it's more penalized as a coach than as a as a player? Because they always say like you're supposed to coaches or and stuff like they were supposed to hold like them more accountable and all these kind of things. Or in fact, I, well, the fact I, he I lied feel, for I, so I long feel like too. I feel like uh, it would be it would be worse to be a coach that got caught with gambling on it only because you have more power over like you, uh, you, he can change the lineup to be something. Yeah. Like you, you can change so many little factors. Like, cause I do know some about baseball. My entire family plays baseball. I'm uh, like, with the exception of myself and my sister, the rest of my family plays baseball and softball. Yeah. So I I do, I do know a little about it. Like at at least how it works. And yeah, as a a manager has a lot more power, then I'd say a lot of other a lot of other types of coaches in other sports 
mainly Very because of so. what they're able to do with the lineup. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was just, I was asking to, to, to throw that idea out there because yeah, like as a, as a coach, you do control a lot more stuff. You're the manager, you control the lineup, who plays who, if you're going to rest this guy, if this pitch is going to start today or like going to call him up and things like that. Whereas the player, you just try to go out there and do your job. Even though you can like cost your team the game and stuff like that. But if the ball is not hit towards you in that direction, it doesn't affect as much, but definitely the coach is definitely more influential in that, in that per se. Yeah. So, yeah, th- th- which this is g- a very interesting thing also for the Texas Rangers right now. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know if you heard this, but their pitcher, pitcher uh, you know much about you, Darvish? Yes. Tell us a little about you, Darvish. Um, well, he's, uh, I can't remember if he's Japanese or he's, Korean. He's Japanese. He's Japanese. Uh, is this a Korean pitcher? Um, Really good. You, after I told you he's Japanese, you say he's a Korean. Okay, I'm sorry. He's a, he's a Japanese Japanese pitcher. Really good. How do you pick up on that? Yeah, he's um. He just he just did he just sign a big contract? I really don't know. Well, right. I just now, know the pitcher and that he has he throws a um pretty good um curveball. Well, right now he's a a little he's in a bit of trouble. Well, he's not as much in trouble as kind of under investigation just a tad. Because uh, his brother, his brother Show Darvish, was just uh, charged in October for uh, for running an illegal gambling ring in Japan. Yeah, and he's coming out. You uh, Darvish is coming out saying he never, he, he has never been involved in gambling activities among uh, amid Major League Baseball. So this is again getting gambling. Yeah. Like, hey, I might do it in my country, but I don't do this shit over here. Like that's right. totally different, different country, different sport. Maybe same right. sport. I don't play that one. I don't play that one for here, but so right, that's that's crazy. And even that, like, uh, baseball is pretty big in Japan too. Yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> I, so. I would argue that it might be bigger in Japan than it is here because. Uh, yeah, there's more. They're more fanatical about it. Well, yeah. yeah, that that's yeah. what I mean. Like, not like it's a bigger moneymaker, but mm-hmm. like I would say, like a percentage of sports. There's a lot more commitment to baseball there than there is to any other sport that's outside of Japan. Like, you know, of course, yeah. sumo wrestling's bigger there than it is anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And kendo. But, I mean, as far as, like, international sports, I mean, baseball has a higher percentage than, like, soccer even or rugby. Or basketball. Basketball's big in Asian countries as well. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like baseball, besides soccer, which is the world sport, it seemed like baseball and basketball travels to a bunch of different countries. That, well, uh, that is also here. I, I will yeah. defend basketball. Like basketball and soccer, to me, have the very similar thing of they're an incredible. They're both incredibly accessible sports. All you need is a ball, and you can play them. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. in basketball, you can play one on one. Soccer, you can play one on one. Like there's not a lot of other uh, sports you can do that with. Yeah, yeah, that's very much so. Because yeah. uh, football, you can just play catch. Baseball is probably the hardest because you need ball, stick, uh, bases, <laughs> stick. <laughs> Ball stick bases and all kind of stuff because I remember. Cause I mean, I guess you tried kicking it with your <coughs> shin, but that wouldn't work too well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I played because I played all these sports growing up. I played I played baseball, basketball, football. Tried a soccer, but I was too big. To, uh, I was knocking people around. So I had to dominate the dominant thing, just getting in trouble because I'm kicking yeah. people. Uh, so yeah, basketball was always easy because all you got to do is just oh, you got a basketball, I'll just go to the courts or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. or soccer ball. Even though we weren't really too much into soccer. Uh, but it was like uh, I saw a bunch of people playing in the grass. I'm like, yeah, let's go cause basketball. Go to the courts. So it was very easy. Or you could just like we did that. We had a lot of uh, driveway games. You know, just like oh, we are gonna put this court right here on the top of the driveway. You gotta get from you gotta get from me 
to the uh to the garage and score and that's how you win like sometimes we even have a hoop because uh somehow you know we make a hoop out of like what is it like those those old school milk jugs or whatever or milk, milk carton crate. things milk, milk crates crate. so like someone broke that so it was like all right just get past me and touch the touch the garage that's how you win <laughs> like yeah. that's how that's how simple it was to uh win basketball for us growing up pretty much mine was similar <laughs> similar experience uh you used to play um like when it would be rainy outside he had a one-on-one we called the goal line stuffers <laughs> one-on-one and the couch was behind you the couch was the end zone yeah. and you had your you had your that like the living room of space yeah. and you had to run 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 through the guy pretty much so bam and then see if you stood up or if you made the tackle or that's how we played one-on-one football back in the day <laughs> so <laughs> So yeah, it, it, definitely it, uh, basketball and uh, soccer are much more accessible, and just the the physicality, like a basketball body type, is a lot more common than you would see like a a football body type, mm-hmm. and the well, skill set's a bit different too. Yeah, and uh, it's like it's like, and also, I mean, it can be argued that bas- you could play basketball longer than you could play football. Oh, in definitely. The general population. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know your knees and shit. Yeah, yeah. Anything's gonna take a take a toll after a while, but as long as your brain's still there, yeah, you're still good. And you you get a bunch of football players that'll come out and say like, "Man, I wish I would have played baseball. Or I wish I would have stuck with basketball because your body doesn't take just the goddamn toll that it does." Yeah, it's like like your body is so much so just damaged down, and, and, yeah, and broken down because like, of football. Uh, yeah, I remember hearing um, uh, Jerome Bettis talk like after he retired he was saying like the last two two years of his career like he wouldn't be able to walk until wednesday after the game on sunday oh yeah because his knees were just so done yeah and the way that guy ran like everybody took out his legs like you were going to tackle a 160 pound tank and and then 160 pound that's that's pretty light but he but i mean 260 pounds <laughs> i was i was like drone Bettis is a big boy i don't know if he's 160 that's uh, uh, hey, drone Bettis is about 280 to be honest but yeah that was that was the weirdest thing like i remember i was like how does this guy play running back and he's like so big and round like i remember this year mm-hmm. they was complaining about eddie lacy getting a bunch of weight i'm like yeah Bettis just got bigger and it was like at first when he was with the rams people don't remember this with the rams yep. when he first got to the steelers he just had big pads but eventually it seemed like he just started filling out that uniform more and more and more and eventually mm-hmm. those shoulder pads just became his like shoulders and like his yeah. arms, and he just like start filling out like <laughs> it's just his shoulders. <laughs> like his last few li- years in the league, I was just like, man, if somebody don't get this lineman out of here, like I honestly thought like <laughs> Jerome, Jerome Bettis could have played like in NFL guard. five, yeah, guard or center. I was like, yeah. I, I, like because he's only five, so I was like, Jerome Bettis could play in the league for at least another four or five years if he decided to make the switch to center. He already probably got a game ball. 15 more pounds, and you know, start learning just bench and squat more. That's about it. But then he, I think you take it from there. Yeah, but uh, well, yeah. Also, if you want to see an interesting movie, it's like it's weird because the movie kind of maybe didn't know its audience since uh, the movie Concussion. I mean, if you love football, you didn't want to watch that movie, mm-hmm. and if you lo- and if you uh, weren't into football, you didn't want to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I mean, I love the sport. I, I want to see it. Yeah, um, because it is something that needs to be talked about um, as a, a in a business. As a business aspect, I see that um, it should be something that either falls to the NFL or falls to the um, to the organizations in their own that there should be some type of health care for players. Like it, it's it's hard to do it for the organizations 
because players switch teams so many times because of free agency. So it should be something that is set up by like the players union mm-hmm. that gives them the opportunity to like, all right, here 5% of your check is going to go to your health care or whatever percent. I just do five out there, but you know, so they, they have that security blanket after they retire. I mean, that's just my two cents on it because people who complain like, Oh my God, you know, got to protect the players. You know, damn well what you're doing when you're a player. Yeah. I, I mean, do. I mean, you know, well, you know exactly well, I, what I, you're doing. It's like, oh. I mean, and, and then, I mean, we're growing in knowledge now. I mean, to be fair in the concussion, like it was talking about players that had played in like the seventies and yeah. Yeah. But you still, I mean, even back then those men weren't stupid and they didn't get the only thing difference between why I think the NFL should compensate for them is because they played in a time where they didn't get paid. They got paid jack shit. Yeah. Well, also on top of that, the NFL did. There's strong evidence that the NFL hid knowledge about what they knew about the damage mm-hmm. that was being caused. Yeah. So that be that as it may, I mean, again, I get that. But you as a player, you feel the headaches. Yeah. You feel you hear you feel the ringing. You hear the ringing. Yeah. But then I mean, a lot of. So I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, but you don't expect it's killing your brain. You think it's, yeah. you know, causing some minor inconveniences. Which yeah. is difference between true. minor I mean, inconveniences. I guess and, you can't look at old boxers. And, um, yeah. hey, you can look at Muhammad Ali and get a really good example. Well, yeah, no, I, or just well, any old boxer. No, I mean, I mean that's that's what you that's what you used. To, that's actually one of the things when this uh, first came up was uh, yeah. like, hey, why are we seeing these? Why are we seeing these? Uh, why are we seeing these conditions in a? Uh, Football players that we normally see in uh, in like Box. professional boxers. Boxer. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's crazy, especially because like how you said uh you like how Gil said uh, I mean Will he said uh that like you know what you were doing, you know what you, you know you had headaches and things like that, or you know you know your knee hurt but you're still playing through it, or your your fingers are dislocated things like that, but you didn't know the long term ramifications yeah. at least at least for your brain at least. Like your knee, okay, this might affect me later on. Like uh, Dick Buckus has terrible knees. Yeah, terrible knees while playing. Like his last four years uh, mm. with the team, he couldn't even practice. Or like, oh, my finger just dislocates a bunch. I got to pop it back into place. But I think the the least That's amount normal, of thing, right? yeah. <laughs> but the thing that you least known about is the brain and like how much longer, how how the long term effects you deal with your yeah, your basically yeah. like your basic. You know, I could deal with a knee pain, bad foot, bad shoulder, or something like bad bad hand or something like that but nobody could deal with a bad brain where some of your brain cells are not responding quickly you you can't you're not the same you can't walk the same you can't think the same you don't you don't function the same so i think that's a major difference Uh, oscar de la hoya went on i remember him going on record saying that the reason he stopped boxing at a relatively young age says he said he started getting hit too much and he didn't want to he wanted life after boxing. Yeah, it, yeah, that's that's what I. Uh, that's kind of the joke I always tell with uh, with, with people asking me like, you know, why I don't currently box, and I miss boxing because it's like I do plan on eventually returning to boxing because, like I said, I miss it. It was it was great. It was fun. I enjoyed it. But it's like it's like I got tired of getting punched in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's something. It's not fun. It's not something you want to do to your body like um i watched when i watched creed i was like god i want to get back at a ufc gym i want to start boxing i said why did i ever start boxing <coughs> and then i remembered uh michael b jordan's eye and i was like oh that's why because i don't want to look like that you know and then you like you just get hit the whole entire time and i'm a bigger guy and i'm not the swiftiest guy so i'm like i'm about to be taking a bunch of punches myself so yeah i i, I want to train like a boxer but i ain't trying to i ain't trying to get hit like yeah. once like <laughs> repeatedly repeatedly and then me i mean i was 
when I did it, I was I was always undersized for the weight division I was in. So it was like I was like the old school like Mickey Ward. Like I'm I might have to take a get take some shots to get inside to cut people down. Like that's just the way I had to do it. And so I I and then just from football and like boxing, you feel it. I have um early stages of CTE what they talk about in the concussion. Mm-hmm. I have that damage because of the way I played the sports that I played. Yeah. And um, it sucks, but uh, I'm nowhere near like where Junior Seau was or, you know, yeah. any other, the the guys who suffered from it. Yeah. Um, but, it, it's just, um, again, the NFL should, should pay for any, any, any of those, uh, those, those men that suffered from it from the seventies. And now, should implement something that is for the players. Like even if it, again, if it comes out of their paycheck, that's fine. They get paid a lot of money, and it's something that they they need to think about, and they need to like it has to be something that's mandatory. Like even if it's like you can opt for a certain percentage, but you know that's going to cover you because you know ten or seven percent or five percent of you know twenty million dollar contracts is going to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So I remember um, when I was uh, selecting schools. I wanted to, I remember the, one of the main reasons uh, I wanted to get to UCLA because they had it started like a, I saw like a documentary or like E60 about a guy who had retired after going into a senior year because he had sustained in like two like really big concussions like one in high school and one in one in college so he retired before his senior year and they said they had started like a new research about guys trying to see if people who can uh who have CT or have CETE while still young and maybe like early development stages. And I wanted to go just because I remember I had sustained a, a concussion in junior college that I played through. And I remember it was just foggy, and I remember I was like, "Nah, I don't, I don't want to come out." Because I remember like uh, Zach Thomas said he had a concussion, but he played through it. Yep. But, but I, I forgot, the, I forgot the last part of that soul sentence was that yeah, Zach Thomas had a concussion, avoided trainers, and played through it, and then he had to retire because of that. He was playing through it and didn't report like he was the uh, like it happened in like week six or seven. And then he didn't play for like the rest of the game because he couldn't like everything. He said everything was just going so fast. Like usually the game slowed down, but it was everything was going so fast and everything was so foggy. Once he tried to go to practice or anything, so I was like, yeah, maybe that wasn't the smartest thing. I was like, maybe I should have got checked out because I remember I just shook it off. Like uh, maybe I should have got checked out by the trainer instead of trying to play through it. And we were garbage too, so that didn't help at all. So I was like, that part of it is a real smart thing. Like we're, we're we were already getting blown out. And I was like, nah, I gotta stay with my team. My school, <coughs> my school went unvictorious several seasons. So yeah, we did that too. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, you know, we're not Texas. We don't. We didn't take high. It was like we were an academic place. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, another we have one more baseball story here, which uh, Will might enjoy, and that's a. Uh, the MLB actually settled before the trial could get rolling today. Okay. Where they were being sued for their blackout rules and how, like, a lot of the – they were applying blackout rules to packages for on, a, you know, Dish Network, like the MLB Extra Innings. Oh, like yeah. That. Well, they settled before the trial could get started today. And uh, they they will begin – beginning next season, they will offer – which I assume means this season. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But – It'll be a twenty three percent drop from the cheapest option available, but they will be able to. They will start single team subscriptions at eighty five dollars next season. Ooh, which eighty five bucks for a how many games? Is that one hundred thirty eight, one hundred sixty two, one hundred sixty two games. That's, that's, actually, that's assuming quite, uh, unless you pick a good team. Like if you pick the Giants, you're going to get to watch the playoffs too. So, <laughs> but uh, 
it works. But one of the lawyers for said, like, which I think is kind of funny that this day even had to come out, but one of the lawyers says, we believe this settlement brings significant change to the sports broadcasting landscape. Well, very much it so. It is a big I mean, win for baseball fans. I mean, you got 30 but, teams to choose from. But yeah, from. it's... Uh, the, before the trial said, for the next five years, the league promises to offer single team standalone packages for watching games online. Mm, nice, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Imagine if the NFL did that. What like you you wouldn't be able to miss like say like you you wouldn't be able to miss a Phillies game. A Philadelphia oh, oh, oh my god! Oh my god! That's what I'm saying. You'd be able to pay 85 bucks or let's say 60 because there's only 16 games. <laughs> it probably would be 85 bucks because the NFL. No, I'd but um, hundred. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that you can watch all your Eagles games, no matter where they're at. It's like I don't know if it's an Eagles package. You it might want to come with like a keg. Like they'll deliver you a keg <laughs> at the beginning Tissues. of the season. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if I want to buy that package though. Like I like I mean, I would initially, but I'm saying sometimes that like as like Eagles play a lot of Sunday night football games. So I'm like, mm-hmm. how many of the games would I actually be buying to watch during? Well. Especially this year. Nah, I would. Nah, I would still probably. I'll still probably buy because, because <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm like, we usually get about three or four games this season on like Sunday night or something like that. So playing like NFC East, but then I still want to see the other twelve games. Like, because yeah, never mind. I would totally buy because I get tired of seeing the Raiders and the Raiders and the Niners all the time. And then like I'm like I'm like kind of I feel like. Am I becoming a fan because I know this team so much? I'm like, nah, it's the only thing I get to see out here. I'm like, versus like uh, somebody else will comment, like, well, just like the only time I get to see the Eagles game is when uh, they show like a highlight. Oh, DeMarco Murray bursted, bursted open for like a 50 yarder of touchdown. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Eagles up. I'm like, yeah. After that, it's nothing. Or when we play on uh, Thanksgiving, but I usually miss the game because I'm out playing football myself. So, but I see the highlights though. So, there you go. So I would play that. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be a trip to, to actually see happen. Yeah. Even for baseball, like, like, I I live in the Giants area, so I get to see all the games anyway. But yeah, what, what's been, what's been nice is uh being a uh, Sharks fan in Texas. I don't get blacked out mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm nowhere near California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know even when I was in Nevada, I would get blacked out for Sharks games. I'm like, it would take me four hours to go watch a game live. <laughs> yeah, it's like I know it's like I know the uh, the blackout rules help the local market, but goddamn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Four hours. How are, your sharks, God. how are your sharks doing? They're doing great. Uh, we're in playoff contention. I mean, we're we're doing well for the Pacific Division. We're uh we're not doing better than the Kings, which is sad, but you know it give happens. A, give a little, yeah. Still, still somewhat <clears throat> fresh. Uh, you know, we've got a fresh new coach this season, which is sometimes working out for us, sometimes not. Martin Jones looks like he he was a great trade, and we're actually going to the NHL next. How did you know that? <laughs> because something goddamn amazing has happened. You know That's how sibling. you know how they will have a fans vote online for who they want to see like in like who they want to see in like a uh, All-Star game. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, the Arizona Coyotes fans kind of trolled the NHL's voting process and were able to elect Scott uh John Scott as the uh John Scott as the uh, captain of the Pacific, uh, sorry, of the Western Conference for the All-Star Game. I don't. Here's why that's funny. Would you like okay. to hear some career statistics on John Scott? Sure. He's been playing since, uh, two, well, he's been playing since 2006 and entered the NHL proper. He, he's like, uh, entered because he, he went undrafted. And as he first got on the team, on like an NHL team proper 
in 2008, but he's been two years in the AHL. During his career, he's played 285 games, gotten five goals, six assists, and 11 points in total. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like the, like, I don't even know. He's just like somebody. He he just like shows up for a paycheck. Right, yeah. That's that's awesome. <laughs> that's and the great. fans were able to like like this season he's had one assist, zero goals in eleven games, but yeah. He's only he's four five goals in ten years. I think somebody like voting Marcus Tuyasasopo for uh, like I, 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 I don't, I don't <laughs> know what's it called for the All Star game for the fucking what is it called? The Pro Bowl. Man, Tui Tui should have got a fair shot, man. Tui was the NFL's best uh Clipboard holder, yeah, he was the best backup corner in the NFL. Out of all the quarterbacks that came through Oakland, Tui never got a fair shot. I remember he played two games or something like that. Yeah, and it was like you guys went two and fourteen that year. And I remember, I think he actually guys won with Tui, and then he got hurt or something like that. It was yeah, he, he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, Lauren, the Arizona Coyotes are a real team. Well, he got <laughs> the thing was here's the thing that happened though. After he got voted <coughs> into the All Star game, they took him out of the All Star game because he got traded and demoted. Like, after they voted him into the All-Star game, they traded him to the Montreal Canadiens, who then demoted him to the AHL. So right now, he's not even currently in the NHL. But but the fans had such an outcry over, you know, their votes not mattering. You know, kind of rightfully so. It's like... It kind of because it it's because it, again, it felt for a lot of fans like they punished John Scott for you know mm-hmm. for being voted into the All Star game. Well, yeah, but uh, he got traded to Montreal, so he got traded across the country. No, he got traded to another country, and and then got uh, put yeah, on their sure. AHL team. But uh, the NHL has come out today. John Scott is back. <laughs> John Scott is back in the uh, NHL uh, NHL All Star game. Captaining the Western Conference as the fans voted. Um, that <laughs> that's awesome, too. <laughs> Felix, I, yeah, I have an idea. Send me an invite, and I'll play you in Madden. Oh, I I love that. Uh, you have fifteen? I believe so. Yeah, check real quick. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think of that? Like, like, is there because baseball does this right <coughs> uh, with the online voting? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have fifteen. Yes. Okay. I'll end this game and get you. Um, yeah, it. Um, I can't even tell you what player that would be. Because um, the baseball, um, the All Star game is um, it's pretty fun. Uh, and then it's all it's voted by the the fans and by players and stuff. And it actually has a purpose. Like the winner, the winner of the winning division of the uh, All Star game is the home team during the World Series. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, well, the same thing with the uh, NHL, the like East versus East versus West. Uh, <coughs> mm-hmm. The winner, the winner gets basically home ice for the uh, for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, uh, yeah. So see, and that that I wish. I mean, obviously you can't do that in the NFL because it's um it's a uh, short season, so you can't be like here week eight. You know, mm-hmm. it, um, here's a random like all-star game that we can mix in, you know, and because of the nature of the sport, like what if somebody got hurt in the middle of the season to that? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, you're going to have to send me an invite cause I have no <laughs> idea how to do this. I'm going to sign <laughs> out working. real quick. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to do it either. So, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, I think that's, that's pretty goddamn amazing that they voted one of the worst defensemen in the league. <laughs> right. The- that's like, I don't know. I couldn't even compare that to the NFL. I don't know what, what guy that would be. Um, That'd be like somebody in the NFL sending somebody's backup like quarterback that yeah. wasn't like 
Brock. It would be like sending the backup quarterback for uh, the Patriots, like somebody nobody knew. Yeah, yeah, I mean, basically his career's been like Matt Castle. Well, Matt <laughs> Castle actually is a quarterback somewhere. He's in Dallas, isn't he? Uh, now he's uh. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Gre- I thought it was with the Vikings, but I forgot. Now he went to the Bills. Then he got traded from there to the. Granted, I'm, I will say this about John Scott: he has just wanted to. Play. He reminds me of Tebow a bit because he just wanted to play. Like, uh, like he went from like his career basically since graduating. Uh, he played with the uh, like coll- collegiate high. He went. Uh, he played with the Chicago Freeze and Michigan Tech. And after Michigan Tech, he went to the Houston Arrows, Minnesota Wild. He got sent back to the Arrows, then back to the Wild. He went from HL, NHL, 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 then went to the Blackhawks for two years, then went to the Rangers for a year, then went to the Jesus Buffalo Sabres Christ. for two years, then went to the San Jose Sharks for a year, and then got traded to the Coyotes, and now he's in Montreal. He's God. trying. God. That's how, that sounds like that one guy, right? Fitzpatrick. <laughs> nah. Fitzpatrick or no, I remember, I remember one this offseason, right? There was mm-hmm. a guy traded 10 times since like the trade deadline before the trade deadline. Like he was traded about 10 times in basketball. Send you an invite. Oh, and yeah. Then, shit. I remember that. This was that was this. Yeah. He, yeah. He was traded like five times in four days. Yeah. Something like that. He was like because he was always the like trade guy, trade guy, trade guy. And it was like. It was. I feel bad for this guy because I don't. He doesn't know if he's going to last longer or if he start looking for housing. I'm like, yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, okay, I got traded. Like, do I go there or do like what? Like what? Like what do I do? And then like, oh, I traded two days later, uh, five days later, ten days later. I was traded the next day. Like and stuff like that. I was. It was crazy. I'm like, yo. Like I'm just gonna be like I'm just gonna sit here on my couch. Let my agent take care of everything and just say, finally, let me land somewhere, please. Let me just find a place. Please find a place. You sent me an invite again, Felix? Yeah. But yeah, the, I, I felt so bad about that because it was like, what the shit? <laughs> like, you can only trade a guy so many times. I mean, that, that's just demoralizing at a point, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, yeah, and it's just, it sucks. I can, it, it's weird. Wait, yeah, I, mean, I guess you'd be like, that's, it's a business, but I'm like, all right, am I really just that bad where teams, the team that traded me, that traded, that, the team that traded me, and I got traded to this new team. They traded me because they don't even want me. And it was eventually it's like, well, I, look, look, I'm, I'm like, I'm good trade bait, you know. I <laughs> help a trade get get approved, but uh, does anybody want me, you know, like or or something, you know? Yeah, yep. God, that was, yeah. yeah I don't was, even know how. I don't even know how I'd react to that. Yeah, it'd be definitely tough. I'm like, so should I just retire or like, or I'll ask my agent or start asking around like the coaches or calling somebody because you know. At least ask the NBA insider, like, yo, why am I always getting traded, man? Like, how come I'm the dude that gets traded for other dudes, like, constantly? Like, why I keep getting <laughs> traded? Like, I, I can't I can't come off the bench? Like, what, I'm not a second team guy? Or, like, what's up? He's like, I'm the dude. I'm, I'm the dude disguised as a dude. <laughs> I'm the dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Exactly. <laughs> exactly my point, yeah. It's like I'm the dude traded for, traded for the dude. It's like ah, that's horrible, man. Like it was like, and then um, well, Will Ferrell kind of uh did a thing about that. Uh, Ferrell was it? Was it? I can't remember the name. Ferrell takes the field. It was an yeah. HBO special about an hour long. Yeah. And um, he uh, oh, what the hell, Felix? It's like I'm. I've added you to the game. I'm here selecting shit. I know you got to keep going past that. I think. <laughs> ah, let's try that again. My bad. I'm not the Seahawks. I don't know why it says that. Why are you editing uniforms? Just go. They ugly. All right. 
But uh, yeah, so like I said, I'm. Uh, do you feel like uh, like I'm just I'm sitting here and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I feel like yeah, the fans definitely kind of had a right to be pissed about that. What do you think, man? Well, yeah, if you're gonna give people the 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 what's it called the the power to do that, uh, then stick to your goddamn guns. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't can't just say you're gonna do something and then don't do it. Get your shit together, NHL. Take all of your shit and just get it yeah, together. Put it in a box. <laughs> put it in a bag so it's all together. If you got to take it somewhere, take it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand how this works. It's just loading on my screen. Hey, oh, wait. Mine is loading, too. I dropped out on yours. God damn it. What the fuck? Um, yeah, but you, it says I'm not in your game anymore. Okay. You want to so. try, try setting it up? Yeah. All right. You try setting it up. But, uh, but yeah, it was like... Even though, like I said, the fans did it just to fuck with the NHL to make them put John Scott as the captain. Like I said, 10 years and five goals, that's less than a goal per year. That's like one every two years. Yeah. Poor dude. He had three with the San Jose Sharks. Like, the San Jose Sharks was his best season in the NHL. He had three three goals and one assist for four points in 38 games. I mean, Which means he didn't even play half the games with the Sharks. All right. So I, um, if you click right stick, I think there's a little thing that'll help you. All right. I think I'm doing this. There you are. There you are. Yeah, but uh, but uh, anyway, let's go more into uh, <coughs> let's go more into uh, football. You ready to go into football now? Yeah. Like I said, let's I do it. All right. Let's so let's it. talk. Let's talk about this weekend in football. The Chiefs put up a show against the Patriots. Like like uh, Alex Smith shows up, and then Alex Smith shows up. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was very funny. I was actually having like a heated debate with several people on Facebook about why you should be happy with uh, Colin Kaepernick, or the fact that you traded Alex Smith away for Colin Kaepernick. So I was like, if you look at like why Harbaugh got rid of him, was because if you look at this Chiefs game, only guy he's throwing to is running backs, and the tight end can't even go downfield. Like that. when the tight end goes downfield, he consistently missed them. He's, he's Mr. Che- Checkdown. Yeah, he's, he's Mr. A check checkdown down. King, man. He's Mr. Checkdown King. King. I'm like, I'm like, yo, it's not hard to play this team if all you do is check the ball down and then you're gonna run it. But if the run game's not going, not doing well, or the or if the checkdowns aren't really like doing that great, then all we gotta do is like stack seven, eight in a box, and then you're just gonna check it down anyway. So we're gonna be close to the guy who's getting the ball. So it's, I'm not gonna have to go too far. So. Yeah, and he's a um, he's very much a play action quarterback. So if he had a run game, yeah. he yeah. would take those shots downfield. Yeah. yeah. But he's too scared to throw it on his own. Yeah. So um, he's not going to do that. So Yeah. So it's like it's it goes to show like, man, nah, man, we should have Alex Smith still. Like, no, like Colin actually took you guys to another level and took you to the Super Bowl. Like he started messing up in recent years. And you think because the Chiefs went to like the playoffs and everything, you think Alex Smith was good. And when really he's behind two running backs who were doing well, yep. a great a great defense who was getting after the passer who was just – Creating every single turnover that you need, and he uh, had he would like throw like little uh, quick little slants to Macklin or Kelsey like going up the seam, but it had to be perfect because I'm not going to throw it if it's not like you know if you're not if you're not wide open I'm not going to throw it to you like so we got to run like little play action and a bunch of things like that. So I'm just like yo. Also, I used to watch the Niners more than the Raiders, so I remember the like 
the two and fourteen season, then the four and twelve, then the, yeah. the, season, the season when Alex Smith missed the missed the whole season because of shoulder injury. Then he he found out he had a shoulder injury in training camp and missed a whole other season. So like just because you have one good year with Harbaugh, but then revert back to your old self in NFC championship NFC championship game, don't mean that oh we should still keep him. Nah, why are we getting rid of Colin? Why are we uh, got Colin playing when obviously Colin had the much larger ceiling and was had much more talent than him. Woo. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. I mean, Alex Smith. I think if they had Alex Smith during those years uh, that they went to the playoffs, I think uh-huh. definitely they would have um, done a lot more with their chances there, um, just because of the style of quarterback that he was, and the, they had an amazing defense uh-huh. and a an, uh, great running game. But um, no doubt that um, the Niners to me are. It's going to be a. Um, it's going to be a lot of. It's going to be a few seasons of a really cheap tickets. Yeah. Yeah, and the Cowboys told me that uh, the Eagles are playing the Niners next year, so uh, I'll be at that game. <laughs> at least mm. I hope so. It's like if this takes off for me, that'll be a sports bar podcast field trip. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Most definitely. I'm gonna show up in all my Eagles gear, decked out. <laughs> Pay forty dollars right. for parking. <laughs> you gonna see me just forty dollars for, for parking, parking and ten dollars for, for a ticket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't like how much do you pay for all this stuff. 80? That's a good package deal. Nah, parking was almost the same price as my ticket. How much is your ticket? 40. 5. How much is your parking? 40. Did you tailgate? They said no tailgating. No tailgating? Yeah. Oh, so I just brought a bunch of burritos on the way, though. So. Right. And they didn't uh, confiscate them from you? Mm-mm. Thought they'd be like that. They can't bring no outside food. Yeah. The funniest thing was when I went, there was two drunk people walking up. They were, like, stumbling as they were coming. They were like, uh... And then so, like, they were, like, letting people in, letting people in. But I definitely smelled booze on a couple of people. But, like, the head of security was like, hey, 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 don't let them people in. And they was like, what? Why not? Ugh. And then I turned around. But it was like they turned around and, like, slowly kind of, like, staggered away. And then I remember they stopped. And I think uh, I looked I remember I looked back a little far ago and I spotted the couple. And I saw, like, somebody. I saw one of them throwing up. I was like, ha, ha, ha. Good thing they did let you in the game. You throwing right. up, you throwing up, you gonna throw up as soon as you get in the gate. Like that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign at all. It isn't. Um, I don't know how many Raider games I've been to though, where I've just seen like people walk into the stadium and be like, "Oh, where's the bathroom? I gotta go to. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw up." I think that's expected though at the Raiders games, though. Kind of. At least for me, it was expected. When I yeah, uh, I remember uh, I had a homie. We called him Raider. That's how much of a fan he was. Mm. Uh, he from Fresno, and then we went to a game. And um, he he like saw me there, and he's like, "What's up, fool?" And he was so drunk, mm. like beyond Raider game drunk, mm. like you gonna die drunk. Ooh, like it was it was bad. My mom has met a bunch of those people, like because uh, she works at the emergency department in ER. She used to work in Oakland. Now she's working at uh-huh. Richmond. Uh, so oh, a lot okay. of the a lot of the. <laughs> A lot of the people who came from the Raider game used to come straight over because they were like so drunk they had to go to the hospital, right? Uh-huh. So she was like, so she met the guy who has like the uh, the eye paint and like the big spike shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Then she met the guy who was wearing a gorilla. She met uh, gorilla, gorilla. Yeah, she met she met the guy in the gorilla. She met uh, she met a bunch of people. She was like, oh, I used to hate working Sundays. I was like, why you miss the games? She was like, nah, not the games. The people from the game, like if it was, she said if it was an <laughs> early game and it was over by one and she got off at four, she knew yeah. about 
she knew about between 12:30 to 2:30 she was getting nothing but <laughs> drunk people the from the Raider game <laughs> drunk people from the Raider game coming in she was like oh my god like, and they close they close with just ah she was like I'm going to take a shower now just thinking about it like ah I was like but that's your team right she was like you know that's she's like that's your daddy's team I ruled really, really with him I'm a Niners fan which I found out later she's like but it's like the drunkness. Ah, like I know. She's like, it's like it's you're so drunk. I know the exact beer that you had. Like that's how strong the odor is. I was like, what? Yep. What do you have? It's like sometimes people are more of a Coors like people. Sometimes other people are more of a Bud Light kind of people. It's like, but then she said, uh, but she said Bud Light is the worst because mm-hmm. she said because a lot more people can consume that and they get drunker off that. And then she's like, and then like when they throw up, she's like, oh. She's like, it's not like just regular throw where you just like smell it like when you go past it. He's like, you smell it like all down the hall. Yeah, it's it, it lingers. <laughs> it was like I was so so even after you clean up, you like you put like uh I think they put kitty litter down. They have like a box of kitty yeah, litter. It's and a, then like a carbon. Yeah, and then like to take it out, she's like, but you can still smell in the hallway. So sometimes you'll move, you'll see like the you see like a bunch of people like just out of the hallway in a certain areas because someone threw up in that hallway and it just smells like Alcohol, ah. beer, and hung up. So hung yep. up people. So it's like, yeah. I gotta, love, gotta love the Raider games, man. Right? Gotta love them. Gotta love them. Gotta love. Gotta, my, love. gotta love my fans. Gotta love my people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what the NFL want always wanted the final showdown between uh, Peyton, Peyton and Tom. Oh God. Yeah, so let's talk about that Steelers Broncos game. <laughs> <laughs> the return yeah. of Manning, maybe. <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know. I fell asleep on it. It was very boring. That's how it was. Funny. I fell asleep like midway through like the first quarter or the first or second quarter. I remember it was a. I think it was a. I think it was the beginning of the second quarter. It was ten seven. I woke up in the fourth quarter. There was about four minutes left. I was like, "Oh my god, who's winning? It's a blowout. It's ten 13 And I'm just like, "No, oh, I didn't miss nothing." And then it's it was good. the it was it's the drive. It was the drive when uh when uh Ronnie Hillman or somebody scored the touchdown. I was like, oh, I really didn't miss nothing. They just finally scored. So it didn't, I was like, oh, now it's competitive. And I woke up and I was like, God, I feel sorry for anybody who watched this entire game. It's like terrible. Like no touchdowns. And I saw, I saw the Manning slip and get back up and throw the throw the uh throw the first down play. I was like, really? I was like, really, man? And I was like, uh, I was like, uh, this is, ah, this is bad. It's bad game. Bad game, bad game. Very much so. It was um I don't know. I'm I'm happy. Peyton gets this shot. I hope he wins because I just don't want Tom Brady in the fucking Super Bowl again. No one, no one wants Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And, um, Except the NFL. Uh, no, not Roger. Not Roger. Maybe Boston. All of Boston does. Because uh, I still feel like he should have been suspended for the first four games of the season. Um, yeah. Belichick's a cheater. Uh, like, I honestly think he should have not been in the race for the MVP because of the suspension and, like, the, oh, uh, gotcha. the shadow. Oh, Boom. <laughs> uh, Derek got hit. That's why. That's what happened. I just threw a pick right now, folks, who aren't watching uh-huh. the stream. And Neither Derek am I. Hit. Derek just got hit, and I thought I got rid of it fast enough, but oh, I did okay. not. So, yeah, uh, should have been eligible for the MVP. Don't like Tom Brady at all. Hate the Patriots. Hate their whole system and everything. But if they hire me to coach. <laughs> uh, I don't coach. hate their system. Their system's fucking legit. Well, I mean, I hate the, like, I hate the Bill Belichick system where it's like, because uh, I was watching some on CBS, something like that. It was like, well, what's it? Why do you love New England so much? They was like, well, it's like they. Oh, Bill always says, no matter who you are, you can make an impact on this team. I don't care about your contract. I don't care about who you are. You could definitely make it on this team, which is true because if you make a lot of money. 
Bill will cut you after he uses you up one good year. If right. you're like, if you're dominant and you got a high pick, or well, we're doing, we're doing what's best for the team. You know, we're going to do what's best for the team. You know, basically, I don't want to pay this player anymore, so we're going to get rid of him for a couple of guys who might be able to do the same thing, not the same productive level, but you know, we might get by. And we got, we got Brady who's clutching it. You know, but then the more people I cut, the more people I, I mean, waste, more years he, I waste on on Tom Brady. Well, he so. does that, and he drives people's value up, though. Because you think Castle would have done anything if he wasn't Tom Brady's backup? Actually, I remember, I remember that season leading up to it. I remember Matt Castle stunk it up in uh, the preseason, and Matt Gutierrez was balling. Yeah, like, he was he was like literally doing great. But they kept they cut Gutierrez and kept and kept Castle. So I'm wondering what would have happened if Matt if they would have cut Castle and kept Gutierrez, like how dope Gutierrez probably actually would have been and had a like a shot. But Matt Castle, you know, he does that. Also, his coaches always uh he always helped build resume of coaches, but they always flop once they get away from Belichick. So Yeah, because his system I don't know, he tells them everything they need to know, just yeah. not everything. Yeah. He tells them everything they need to know to uh to work underneath him and to get that quite a coaching job. Yeah, but he but he doesn't tell him like what to do to be a head coach. Like you'd be a great coordinator, you know, under me. And if you stay here, I'm not gonna tell you how to run the team. Like as uh, it, but you gotta learn that on your own. You gotta learn that on your own. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, except Bill O'Brien seemed like he's doing pretty well. But if I was Bill O'Brien, I would have stayed in. I would have stayed at Penn State because they wouldn't have fired me for like ten years or something like that. That's why I would have stayed. Yeah. Well, we got so yeah we got the uh, Broncos and Patriots going up next week. Don't want to see that game. I don't want to see it. I don't want to. Uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Uh. It's, like, uh. it's like it's like let's get you one last one, Peyton. Yeah, but it's like oh, you can't throw the ball deep, Peyton. We should have kept uh uh was it what's the Thomas who was the tight Julius Thomas because yeah. he helped you go up the seam. Like that was that was stupid to me. Like why would you get rid of the one guy? Like Peyton Manning has to promise throwing the ball down the field, and he has an all pro tight end who just goes up the seam. Who can help with him and his 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 arm deficiencies? So it's kind of like, yeah, we're not gonna keep you. I want to keep Demarius, who's an outside threat. Even though our quarterback can get to you, get it to you no more because he's getting old up there. So yeah, Demarius, keeping you. So yeah. God damn it! Sorry. Hmm. Uh, keep putting my guys in perfect position, and they keep dropping the ball, folks. Okay. Just like my Raiders defense breaking my heart sometimes. Oh, the the, de- the defenders are dropping the ball. The Woodson's dropped too. Ah, oh, yeah. Woodson's hands is terrible in the game. Like, uh, yeah, I remember. You know, who has the worst hands of all though. It's Tyron Branch played several seasons with the Raiders, and Tyron Branch usually has one interception out of probably the the ten or twelve that hit his hands. I remember one yeah. time he he bobbled one, and I thought he was gonna catch it. Like he hit it in his hands, and he like caught it, and they almost caught it again, and then it fell. I was like, yeah, you, Are you, uh, stop playing with the tip. Stop putting tip drive on. This ain't tip drill, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about the what is it? Seahawks and the, oh, and the I Panthers. Just gave it back, dude. <laughs> uh, the Seahawks, the Seahawks Packers. Man, uh, no, no, that wasn't Seahawks Packers. That's, oh, Seahawks I said, Panthers. I said Panthers. I said Panthers. Okay, yeah, yeah the Seahawks Panthers. Man, way to uh, man, uh, the Panthers. Uh, they almost snatched defeat from the hands of victory. That was kind of an impressive. Uh, that was kind of an impressive display. Of dropping the ball. Yeah, most definitely, yeah. Um, it was close, but Seahawks, I felt like they just came out like gangbusters. It's like to show you that, hey, man, we're 15-1 and one for a reason. We're going to run it down your throat, which is surprising me because I'm like, they just kept running. Like, for a minute, it seemed like 
Seattle didn't even want to tackle Jonathan Stewart. They didn't want to stop nobody, and Russell Wilson was panicking every time pressure got near him because he threw a pick six to Luke Kuechly, did another pick to uh to another DB, and then another pick. I'm like, God, I'm like, so well, actually, he only took two picks, but I'm just like, God, I'm like, so you just y'all just panicking. But then in the second second half, they did come back strong. Um, I, I said this coach. in the in the chat, man. I never, I haven't seen an offense and defensive line impose their will on another team like the yeah. the Panthers line yeah. was doing. Man, Holy crap! Yeah, it was like y'all don't even belong in the same field as us. Yeah, it was like watching um, grown men play against like boys. It was yeah. it was brutal. Yeah, and then and then Marshawn Lynch is just sitting at home like <laughs> fuck it. Right now he, now he was there. He was on. He was chilling. He was like, "Hey man, I didn't come. I didn't come all back way for all this smashing." Because I, I like, even though he he played, I still don't feel like he was right. Like I remember a one play where he was driving or whatever. Like you know how like he got the ball to a few guys and he kept pushing the pile, pushing the pile, pushing the pile. Like he, after he he came out after that play, it seemed like after that he wasn't the same because it seemed like uh. You do know you got timeouts, right, Will? Mm-hmm. All right. Because it was like after that, it seemed like he like reactivated because. It says abdomen, which I think is his groin or something like that. I think he reactivated or it just wasn't like he had that same push and that same power as he normally does, you know? Yeah, he just he's hurt. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't ready to come. They said because he said the injury was like an eight, six to eight week recovery. Usually it's eight more than a six. And he played this week, which was like the seventh weeks, seven weeks out. So probably two more weeks he would have been definitely been good. But hey, all that time, man. And then can we talk about the best game of all out of all the playoff games this past weekend? Larry? Uh oh yeah the Man. the Packers versus the Cardinals. Mhm. 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 That was uh <coughs> man like I said I thought the Cardinals would win although I wanted the Packers would win. I I wanted the Packers to win. I um I want Larry Fitz to get his man. That's yeah. all I want. I wanted well I wanted uh the Cardinals to win because I didn't think um the Packers was a good matchup for the Panthers because the the Packers have a hard time separating. Like the receivers have a hard time separating from like DB. So I felt like the oh, Panthers would definitely give them a better game. I mean, the uh, the Cardinals would definitely give the Panthers a better game. But uh, this game was actually boring for a while too. Like this, is how boring it was. I left to go get in and out because I figured by the time I come <laughs> back, it got it would have gotten interesting. It got interested and like about five <laughs> minutes after, or when I got to the line, all of a sudden. Oh my God! A tip. You see that incredible tip pass, Larry. 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 Larry Fitz, my favorite receiver in the league. I was like, "Yo, he still got it, man." You could tell he was so tired though on that on that play afterwards. Oh, and like it was crazy, like how like this all of a sudden started scoring, and Larry was wide open. That was the second time he was wide open like that in that game. Second time, Cross Palmer got it to him, and he was running and running and running. And Clay Matthews didn't want to tackle him, and then he finally got tackled on the one that they'd run that like little shovel pass to Larry. Yeah. Uh, that was incredible. But I hated when Clay Matthews said after the game, well, you know, I just feel like, uh, you know, we should at least get one possession, you know, instead of like having like, instead of like having just one and you score a touchdown and you're you're done. I'm like, Mofo, you was on defense. What you mean? Like, I remember you gave up on the play after you was chasing Larry Fitzgerald. Right. Like, you, like, which, like you're a defensive guy saying this. Stop him. No, this should be always. Yeah. I, was, I was like, how was Clay Matthews a defensive guy who was on the field who could have stopped him, didn't stop him, say this? So basically what you're saying is that, we ain't good enough to stop him, so we should let our offense on the field at least get a try because we wasn't going to stop him. Like, no, stop him, man. They said you if you get a field goal, your team could come back and score. There's almost a field goal. But on the very first play, he almost broke it for 80 yards. 
<laughs> right? And you complaining? Like, overtime. How long was overtime? Three plays. Three, three, three plays? Yeah, the first play, he got like 72 <laughs> yards on us. And then the uh, next two plays, he do a fade. And the second play, he scored a touchdown. God, y'all didn't stop him at all, huh? Well, you know, if, if our offense had to try to get a, you know, he touched the ball too, then it would have been better, you know. I remember, and he said stupid. He was like, man, let's just do like the college rules. Put on us, put us on the 20. On the 20? That's like right, the yeah. easiest, easiest way to score. Like, <laughs> come on now. I ain't, man, I ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to hear that mess from Clay. I'm not trying to hear that at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know the fucking rules. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and I, I hate guys who try to. Yeah. Shit. Try to, try to make it a, uh, like, excuses. Yeah. Like, man, you knew the damn rules. Do your yeah. fucking job. Yeah. Also, the coin toss. You see yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean the man. coin drop? Yeah. The coin drop. Yeah, the coin drop like it went up and down. Now, now that's a good good question. Like I like I'm not gonna blame that for the loss, but I feel like yeah, I feel like the coin should have to flip by some kind of rule. Mm-hmm. I feel it, like I feel yeah. like the toss there should be some variable. Mm-hmm. It should actually be like a toss. Like yeah. you want it to tumble, not like you're trying to get like a stuffed animal at a fucking uh, <laughs> carnival. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to just like lay it in. And, and granted, yeah. I know it's a. I know it's a much heavier and larger coin in the pros, but I mean, you ever see a kid flip a quarter? That thing flips. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very much so. They're gonna have another. Uh, what's it called? Um, time. What was that? Uh, the Thanksgiving game with the Steelers and the Lions. Oh yeah, still yeah. Where so they were you... just like heads, and it's heads. I called yeah. heads. You called tails, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, he was like, no, I called heads. Say, so I no, no, he called tails. He yeah. called tails, and it was tails. He said he said heads. And he was like, I said, he's like, Jerome Bettis finally made it. He's like, I said, head tails. He's like, I said, head tails. Head tails. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what he messed up with. But that's still funny to see. Like, it's like, tails. He called heads? I called tails. No. And then, like, they sort of replay, and the Lions is like, yo, we want it. We, we, we want the ball. We want the ball. And it scored. And it was over after that. Yeah. It was over. Yeah, but. Uh, that was brutal, man. So, I, I think I think we got some good games. Um I feel like Cardinals Panthers will be way more interesting than that sounds on paper. I, I mean, like, like none of these two, two teams. I mean, at the beginning of the season, these were not two teams people expected anything up from. Uh, I mean, people. I, yeah, I can see that. I'm saying at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the the Panthers were almost meme level joke. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody thought the Panthers wasn't going to do good because, well. Uh, Cam Newton lost his number one target in training camp, and their offense didn't look that effective. And you really have no one else to throw to besides Ted Ginn and Jerry Cotter, who's really like a third receiver on the team. So it's kind of like, well, the Panthers aren't going to do good because they finished. What is it? Was they like six? Was like they were six, eight, and one last year. Something so it was like, that, yeah. so it was like they might be four and twelve this year, and Ron Rivera might get fired, and all of a sudden they go undefeated for most of the year, and everyone's like, what? 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 Well, we knew Arizona was going to be good, but <coughs> what? And then Arizona was good, and it was dominant, too, with their defense and a bunch of old veterans and stuff, and then throwing the ball deep. So it should be a good game, I feel. Much better than um. Yeah, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good defense yeah. versus a uh, offense that doesn't have the most weapons but mm-hmm. are doing their thing with what they got. So Are you saying that about uh, Arizona the Cardinals, or? The Cardinals, Cardinals. Cardinals and uh, I mean, uh, two defenses going against each other. That's yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. I definitely feel uh, – I definitely feel that – um. Arizona has a better better offense out of the two because, like, because yeah. you know, because shoot, Carson Palmer has weapons to throw to, and then he has two backs. He has Andre Ellington and then the other guy, David Johnson, and an old line to protect him versus 
Cam just got Cam and Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's the thing. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens. I got uh, I got I got two running backs and one of them is me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and uh, the fact that uh the Cardinals their their defense is very good and their offense is I mean pretty balanced, mm-hmm. but the great equalizer is gonna come down to if you get pressure on Carlson Palmer, man. It, it's pretty much he'll he'll throw you a couple picks. Yeah, and that defense makes people pay. Yeah. He reverted. He reverted back to that old Carson Palmer that we saw in Cincinnati. I felt like uh, when he was playing the Packers, like they, like honestly, I feel like <coughs> the Packers could be, be should have been more mad that we should have won. We should have had more interceptions than we did because yeah. he threw him about three of them. Like the tip into the end zone when the dude caught it. Another one of Sam Shields hit him right in the hands. Like mm-hmm. that definitely should have been a pick. He had a he had a few of them. They left a lot of plays out there on the field besides the one where they just didn't decide not to tackle Larry Fitzgerald. So. Yeah, it's um, and then part like yeah, a lot of big chunk of me wants to see Larry Fitzgerald get his Super Bowl. I think yeah. he earns it. I mean, I want to see him get it. Nothing's like you have to go out and get everything in the NFL. Nothing's deserved or anything like yeah. that. Dan Marino can tell you that. Hey, laces yeah. out, laces out, Dan. Laces out, man. Laces out. Laces out for show, poor guy. Yeah. By the way, people were talking shit about the. Like, we didn't mention this last week. People were talking as about how like that how the kicker lost the game for them. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't he the only one that scored any points? Yeah. <laughs> he was. He was three out of four, which is normally a good kicking day. Yeah. But he missed the final kick. But uh, Teddy, you just score, and Teddy Bridgewater only threw it for like what is it, like ninety nine yards or something like that or something some statistically low number. Uh, Adrian Peterson uh, was putting a lot of blame on himself because he said he was like an inch short of getting the first down. Yeah. Which I'm like. I guess, and also you had that fumble earlier, but I'm like, I'm like, y'all, you're besides, you ran hard all day, and you were the main focus of the Seahawks. Yep. Your receivers, they were, they were just shut it down. Really didn't pay much attention to him. Kyle Rudolph was one of the most overrated tight ends in the league. They always like say, he's great. He's a big red zone threat. Never catches enough balls in the end zone. Or he never gets targeted enough. He, he, he doesn't do enough to me. Like he's one of those very big tight ends. Should be more of a, a threat in the red zone. Also be able to threat like down the seam, but never does it. He'll have one or two of those games where he's like, oh, I had a hundred yards receiving in a touchdown or two touchdowns. But other than that, he'll go quiet for the rest of this rest of the year. So it was kind of like, and they gave that guy an extension. So I'm like, as soon as he got that money, he was like, yes, I'm good. I don't need to do nothing else. I'm good because this team believes me foolishly, but they believe yep. me. So I remember, uh, especially for fantasy, because they say Kyle Rudolph is a good fantasy option. So I remember he would, score, he would score like a touchdown for like three straight weeks, but he would have like one reception for six yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Like that, that would be his stats for like the Vikings. I'm like, so you're only a goal line threat? You can't, you can't like catch like nothing else? You can't. Can't catch none between the 20 and the 20. You're just a, a red zone threat. That's about it. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, he signed him an extension too. Oh, okay. Vikings are stupid. So, <laughs> yeah, the Vikings are not. Um, <clears throat> It's going to be interesting to see. Like, I think the Vikings should draft the running back this year because AP don't got that many years left on him. And if you, even if you got two or three at the most, imagine a running back learning from that guy. Yeah, but they kind of got Asiata, who's like good. And they have another one, Jeremy Cannon, who they drafted two years last year. So it's kind of like receivers, like number one thing, and their O line is terrible too. I forgot to mention that. Like Ryan Khalil was like the fifth overall pick. It's like basically besides his first year, has been a bust. He's like injuries. He hasn't been able to do nothing. So it's like they need they need a receiver because Mike Wallace ain't been nothing since he uh, left Pittsburgh. Yeah, 
Uh, very much. Very true. They got another dude. Jerry's right. Then some dude who was supposed to be the fantasy breakout has done nothing. The Stefan Diggs, the rookie, was the best like deep threat they had out of everybody. <laughs> rookie beating out veterans because none right. of them was doing nothing. And besides that, they really don't have a th- Cordell Patterson, for, former first round pick, is just a return man now. He's just uh, he going to return kick because so he can't get explosive, can't do nothing on offense. So it's kind of like, oh, okay. So it's I say offense is definitely. I mean, receiver is definitely more of a um, a go to than running mm-hmm. back. But I see what you mean, like change the pace, but. It's kind of you know I like running back. They say like just draft running back in the second or third round. He probably can come in and get you a thousand yards usually. So you don't need to draft like you never need to draft a developmental running back. I've never heard that. So yeah, I, it would just be good to have like um, like the talk that um, um what's his name Marshawn Lynch gonna come to Oakland. Uh, that'd be good. That would be keep uh, Latavius Murray f- a little bit more fresh. I feel like and, I feel like that would be like beneficial to all parties there. It, yeah. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think it'll be good for Marshawn because cause I'm from Oakland, playing for Oakland. You know, you don't come back home. Well, you got sometimes you got a lot of enemies from where you're from, so I feel like that would be most beneficial. But I understand how it'd be very beneficial for the Raiders. But I don't know. I think I think honestly, he might go to the Cowboys. Uh, if, the mo- if they pay him the most money, I don't know. Yeah. But like he, you know, he's Bay Area all the way. Yeah. So I think Matt Forte would be a better guy for you guys though, because the sh- Chicago, I don't feel like it's going to resign him. Yeah, hell no. I don't think so either. Yeah, they 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 didn't even want to re-sign him to so the contract extension way back when his contract his rookie contract was up. Yeah. So I think um yeah, he'd be he'd be a good pace. He's more of a zone guy though. You think so? Not he he, he could play a both to me. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's he's a great uh out of the back like yeah, he's a great option out of yeah, he's a great yeah. uh, screen guy too. So he would be a definitely an upgrade over uh what's the other guy, the running back who was like the third down back, or whatever. Uh, Roy Hulu. Yeah, Roy Hulu. I think he'd be a definitely upgrade for him. Right. And I think actually he'll probably he'll probably take carries away from Latavius Murray and actually probably become the feature back. So yeah, but, but that's definitely I think a good option for you guys most definitely. If you're gonna go with an older back, you know. Oh, damn it! Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, older backs like that they're gonna be uh, a little bit more uh... tread on the tire. Yeah, a little bit more tread, and uh, that's. What, I mean, I like Marshawn just because I like his running style. Yeah, but I, I see like Forte. I wouldn't be mad at that either. Yeah, because the, the older you get, the the more hits you can't take, and yeah, it's Marshawn dish out punishment. I think Forte would probably be better since he's a shake and move kind of guy. Yeah, so yeah, very much so. Yeah. So, what are your <coughs> predictions for next week? Um, I got um. I think Broncos and um, uh, uh, Arizona. Broncos and Arizona. Yeah, that's who I'm picking. Broncos and I got uh, I got Carolina and um, my heart is saying Broncos because I don't want to see Brady. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with that. I'm going with Cam. Go with the black quarter quarterback throwing the you know throwing the Superman on him, then dab afterwards. You know, so. Yeah, as much as I don't want to say it, I've got Cam and Brady going at it. Yeah. So we've all got different. Yeah, we all got different picks, huh? We've got a, yeah, yeah, we've all got different picks. Yeah, like because I'm going with the brain. I don't have a heart in this game. Uh, I see it. But uh, woo, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. They're gonna be good games. I know that much. Yep. So, uh, will you want to give us a? Because you and I look like we're about to go into overtime, unless you yeah. pull something out of your hat here. You want to give us a preview of the baseball season? Um, nothing's really developed yet in that aspect. God damn it! Um, 
they're still the what's it called? They'd be meeting up, pitchers and catchers, and be meeting um at the end uh, beginning of February. Now, why uh, so, is it the pitchers and catchers meet? Why do they meet before the rest of the before the rest of the crew? I I've never understood that. Yeah. Just a chemistry thing. Uh, they gotta uh, they gotta make sure everything's all the getting their work in with each other, getting chemistry between it because um they uh <clears throat> like you want to know the guy who you're pitching to because you guys kind of want to get like a game plan together and know what what uh oh you hit the kicker you asshole. What um like pitches are gonna guy gonna have? What kind of game plans you're gonna take into the league and into the games and stuff like that? So, um, just simple things like that that can be uh ironed out earlier than later. You're a big meanie, Felix. <laughs> oh, the hole was there too. Woo, overtime. Yeah, overtime. Yeah. So uh, you were saying we'll, we'll score. Let me know we'll score. So I'm not watching this. Ten ten. Ten. Oh, <laughs> is on is it on all Madden? Uh, uh, no, it, it's on. All, we're playing each other. Okay, yeah. So it's on all no. pro. Well, well, because usually when I play like all Madden on, on with somebody, it's usually like a thirteen ten kind of game. Uh, but I usually I play all pro. We up in the thirties, thirties and twenties kind of score. So yeah, I don't know what the what the level is. Uh, I, I, well, I don't know what you said it to. I had said it to all pro. Oh, uh, so yeah. So we we in a good game. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, yeah, so. Like I said, you know, I've been watching my sharks play. It's been, it's been, su- it's been super interesting because, like, oh my god, that was amazing, Will. I don't know how you did that. I'm telling you, man, their car is not that good in this year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, I've been watching my sharks, and being a sharks fan is like just asking yourself to go through both, like, like it. It's like I love the sharks for the same reason I love watching Eli Manning. Because you really do not know what you're gonna get game to game, it it, it is like a safe bet that it Woo! will be some excitement and holy shit. Go Khalil, end it. <laughs> no, nah, god yeah! damn it. Yeah, Khalil Max has got to walk off pick six, man. <laughs> Khalil Max? Yes. Wow, wow. <coughs> that boy is fast in this game. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, I might, I might have Eric to put the- through four interceptions and Khalil Max has bailed you out. <laughs> Oh, he did. He did it like what he does in real life. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except he didn't spot the team no points though. So right, yeah, good on his part. Yeah, yeah, that, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. We'll have to do this uh, again sometime once I get yeah. the uh, once I get the uh, once I actually get this game because right now it's EA's free play weekend. So oh, that's yeah. why I had this on Xbox One. But uh, cool. man, that was uh, that was a fun game. Yeah. Although we both were sucking some pretty hard poo poo at the beginning. Man, it was c- well, it was because we're not paying attention to what we're doing, so everything's like <laughs> a half second late. <laughs> so that's why we threw fucking three interceptions. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, thank you for joining us for uh, Letter R Productions. This is Felix. Uh, I'll let these other guys sign out. Okay. Go ahead, Corday. Uh, this is Corday. Corday Snail. A.K.A. the token black guy, A.K.A. the Dominican, A.K.A. 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 Mr. I.B. And I'm gonna pass it on to Will. Also, I gotta say this real quick. I know you guys were wondering this, this whole time who were the other two guys besides Felix speaking. That's Corday Snell, <laughs> A.K.A. A.K.A. Because we didn't introduce ourselves. Well, go ahead, go ahead, introduce yourself. Uh, um, well, this has been the Fantabulous Gergi, also known as Will, over at uh, Trigger Happy Podcast. Um, you know, you can find me at on Twitter at MXLNTGERG on the Mexlance website where you can find some awesome shirts. Um, Sam, I believe, is working on some, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, 
uh, sports bar uh, shirts. So oh, hope nice. we'll be getting yeah. those pretty soon. I, so right. um, yeah, go and support us. Every shirt you put, every shirt you buy on us, buy from us, puts a shirt on uh, the back of a kid who needs it. So go ahead and support us. Help us out. <laughs> We could have a cross. We could we could have a crossed baseball bat, hockey stick, and a football in the middle. Yeah, that worked. All right, guys. Talk talk to y'all later. Peace out, party peoples. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, bye.